0: A letter on pear-tree blight by Professor J. P. Kirtland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. East Rockport, Ohio, October 28th, 1876 Dear Sir, I have recently read your interesting and instructive report on the pear tree blight. Allow me to congratulate you on having probably discovered the origin and nature of that malady, a malady that has hereto baffled the investigations of the scientific and practical pomologists a knowledge of the pathology of a disease of the human system is often an important advancement towards effecting a cure or a prevention a remark equally applicable to diseases of the vegetable kingdom in the summer of eighteen twelve while pursuing the study of medicine in hartford connecticut a low and malignant fever appeared and spread extensively in that city athletic soldiers in the united states containment as well as citizens were frequently one hour apparently in the enjoyment of perfect health and in the next sinking into the arms of death perhaps before remedies could be applied coincident with the spreading of that epidemic among the human family blight appeared extensively in the pear orchards trees were attacked of all ages some dating back to provincial times and of size equalling those occasionally met with at this day on the banks of the detroit river the remains of french planting in or before the times of the pontiac its attacks were as sudden as those of the sinking fever and resulted suddenly in either the death of the trees or of extensive impairment Public attention was greatly awakened by its ravages, and as ignorance of its cause prevailed, and in want of an explanatory hypothesis, the public generally concluded that it was the same pestilence which walketh in darkness that was alike, laying its heavy hand on the people and the pear trees. This indefinite hypothesis prevailed for a time till, in succession, it was displaced by that of insect depredation frost impression and fungoid poison neither of these suggested any practical means of relief from the evil since that period sixty-four years i have attentively watched the progress of the blight in different and remote parts of our country and noted numerous facts bearing on the subject your views seem to embrace a well-founded theory of the cause of the disease which indicates appropriate methods for preventing or counteracting it. More phenomena attending its rise and progress are thereby explained than by any or all the hypotheses hereto advanced. I am happy to add that my own experience during that long interval of time, trivial as it may have been, sustains their correctness. If they be correct, of which little doubt can be entertained, it is highly important that they should be extensively diffused among practical pomologists no specific is at present known yet evidences are not wanting that an energetic and persevering course of management will do much to remedy the evil of this disorder the cultivar must take into consideration the character and selection of the variety of the fruit seckel and winter nellis rarely blight the soil and its condition in relation to drainage and moisture special manures cultivation or non-cultivation of the ground shading and protection from the sun and from a south and south-western exposure mulching freeing the bodies from old and rough bark and washing annually with a solution of soda ash correct pruning of the season's growth in autumn and pinching off the top of each limb before the formation of the terminal bud in late june and other items too numerous to mention incidentally it may be added that the cultivator should learn to gather his fruits at the moment the stem will cleave from the spur without fracture and to ripen them in a dry room each individual winter or autumn pear must be immediately after gathering wrapped in a separate paper as oranges are preserved and packed not over three layers deep in either drawers boxes or crooks placed in a dry and empty room if the rind be allowed to wilt before the wrapping and packing be accomplished the fine qualities of the variety will never develop bishop herber wrote that he found none of the east india fruits as palatable as those of temperate Europe. A Baron de Anjou, D, Lycurgus, or Winternellus, thus ripened, will favourably compare with the orange guava and pineapples of the tropics. Much is yet to be learned in the art and science of pear cultures. Very respectfully yours, Jared P. Kirtland. End of A Letter on Pear Tree Blight by Professor J. P. Kirtland Read for LibriVox.org by Melanie T.